All right, if you have your Bibles, turn to the very, very, very end in Genesis 21. If you're one, or sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm totally tripping. Some of y'all are like, this dude's a pastor? He doesn't know. Okay, Revelation 21. See, I know. I'm Revelation 21, the second to last chapter in Scripture. If you're not with us on Wednesday, let me go and catch you up on kind of where we're going this fall. We're starting a series called Alpha and Omega. Everyone say Alpha and Omega. Anyone know what that means? Just say it out. Beginning and end. There you go. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And what we're going to do in this series is we're going to take a look at the very first book of the Bible and the last book of the Bible. The first book of the Bible is? And the last book of the Bible is? Nice, nice. Okay, so as we kind of open up to the very, very beginning of time, like the second that God created something, in the beginning was God, and that's, that's like how like, Scripture starts. It's in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we're going to open up in Genesis 1, and then we're going to go all the way through to Revelation, where we're going to see who God promises to be at the very end, okay? And the goal of this series, I, I, I kind of addressed it on Wednesday night, let me catch you up here, that the goal of scripture is to, it's, it's not really a science book, okay? So when we open up the Bible, we're not trying to figure out like all the answers for like how old is the earth and like what, you know, like how did they live, you know, hundreds of years. Like the, the goal of it is not a science textbook and it's also not a self-help book, right? Where it's like, you kind of like, you cozy up like with your nice warm beverage, like a hot chocolate or a coffee. Anyone like black coffee in here? Yeah, oh yeah, okay, I see y'all, I see y'all, let's go, let's go. Like, you, you cozy up, like, with your coffee, and you take a nice, like, aesthetic, like, picture where it's, like, you have the nice, like, photo of the Bible, and then you're, like, your nice drink, and, like, you have a nice ambiance, right? Like, we live in Colorado, like, mountains in the background, and it's like, oh, this is super inspiring. No, 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 the goal of Scripture is not just to kind of read something that makes you feel a little bit better about your day. It's not just to, like, a, okay, I can be nicer to my younger sibling who keeps kicking me in the shin now. Great. Like, no, that's not the point of Scripture. The point of Scripture is that God wants to reveal himself. Everyone say reveal himself. God wants to reveal himself so we can know who he is. And so with that, what that looks like is when we open up scripture, here's a great question I want you guys to ask every time you open up the Bible. Are you ready? The question is simply this. What does this passage say about God? What does this passage say about who God is? Because when we kind of go in with that question, then as we open up Scripture, we see that from the very beginning of Scripture to the very end, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? That's Jesus' promise in Hebrews 13, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we have an opportunity to know this God. So real quick, we're going to jump into Revelation 21. Before then, let me just kind of story tell the very beginning of the Bible. How many of you guys have ever read the first chapter of Genesis before? Yeah, right. We have, we have this, this creation narrative, right, where it tells this beautiful story that's got like a rhythm to it. Who, who here plays music? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who plays an instrument? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. I'm, I'm a drummer, so like for me, like everything is like rhythm. Like I like, I might just be sitting like listening to someone and in my head, like I'm like playing a beat. Like I'm like, I'm playing a beat, but I'm fully listening. It's just like everything is rhythm to me. What we see in creation is that there is a rhythm where, where we see that God speaks. Everyone say God speaks. God speaks. And then and as God speaks, the Holy Spirit creates something. So as God speaks, because he's so powerful and so good, and because he loves making beautiful things so much, he speaks and the Holy Spirit creates. And after something is created, then, it's, then, then he speaks again and it says in Scripture that God saw that it was good. Everyone say good. And so we see this day one and day two and day three and day four and day five and day six. We see this rhythm of God speaks, it is created, God looks and he sees that it 
is good. And what we see about God from the very beginning of Scripture, from the opening page, is that God is good. Can you say God is good? If you are taking notes, that's our God statement this morning. Go ahead and write down God is good at the very top. God is good. So what we see from the very beginning of Scripture is that God is good. And this is what we see in the second to last chapter of Scripture, Revelation 21, verse 3. Go ahead and look in your Bibles. It will also be up on the screen. Here we go. Revelation 21, verse 3. Three. This is at the very end when Jesus is coming back. We see that, that the enemy, the devil, is, is thrown into the lake of fire. He is eternally judged. Jesus has final victory over the enemy. And then in Revelation 21, this is when Jesus comes back. And it's the making of the new heaven and a new earth. And this is what verse 3 says. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, or with mankind. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And pay attention to verse 4 here. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Go ahead and bow your heads, and let's pray together, friends. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are good. That from the very first page of Scripture, what we see is that you are good. What you create is good. What you speak is good. Everything you do is good. And Lord, I thank you that Scripture tells us this beautiful meta-narrative, this beautiful story of how you from the very beginning, the very end, and everything in between, including this moment right now in history, that you continue to be good. And God, right now, I pray for my brothers and sisters in this room who I care for so much, who I love so much, but Lord, you care for and love so much more than any of us even know. I pray that we would know what it means that you are good, that your very nature, your very character is good. So would you teach us more who you are? Give us the gift of faith to know you, behold you, and see you as good. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Let me ask you guys this question. Have you ever gone into something thinking that something was going to be really, really good and it just like flopped? It was terrible, right? Right, right. Like, can you, like maybe like you went into like a movie theater thinking like this movie is about to be incredible and then you finish watching and you're like, I just wasted three hours of my life because like everyone knows movies are way too long now. It's like an eight hour movie is like normal, right? Like you go into the movie theater and like this is about to be crazy and then you watch it and you're like, disappointed. Who's ever been there before? Who's ever been there? Yeah. Or like maybe I think like the best example, and this is very common, I think like for the human experience across the board. How many of you guys have ever been really excited to eat something and you take that first like, like it's on your fork or like it's in your hands and you're like, this is about to hit. Like this is about to be so, so good. And then you take that bite and you're like, bruh. Everyone say bruh. Right, like, like you had this moment of like, you were so expected and so excited, and you thought that it was going to be good because what was told to you, and then it turned out it wasn't good. Anyone ever had that? Anyone ever had that? Like, I think every one of us had that at, at two, year, two, like two years old, and mom is like, come on, open up, broccoli's really good. And it's like, okay, I trust you, mom. And then you take a bite, and you're like, what did you do to me? Right, like, like we have these moments where we think that something is going to be good, and then we like experience it, and it's actually not 
good. I remember I was, I was in the Philippines years ago on a missions trip, and I had this amazing opportunity to, like, uh, to um, experience some of, like, the delicate, like, delicacy of foods there, like, really, really nice quality foods where it's, like, it's a treat for you. And how many of you know, like, if you go to another cu- country, or even, like, you go to someone's house, if they're, like, super excited to serve you something, they're, like, this is a delicacy. Like, this is, like, this is only given to, like, like, like high guests and, like, people with honor. Here's this food. Like, you better eat it, right? Like, you don't have the excuse of, like, not eating it. And so me, like, wanting to, like, have good relationship with these people, I, I sit down, and, and so the, the first of, like, the two nice foods was, like, an entire tuna, okay? Just, like, an entire fish put on the table that was, like, roasted and charred. It was, like, all, like, just black. It was just, like, burnt. But they, they put it down on the table, and what you're supposed to do is, with your fork, go in and just get some meat off, off like, the, the fish skeleton, like, scraping at, like, the spine and, like, the head, and someone's like, you want the eyeball? I'm like, nah, I'm good, right? Like, and you go in, and it's like, I take a bite, and it's like, I have to control my face, because all I want to do is, like, just make, like, an awful stank face, you know? It's like, I, I don't want to eat this, but it's a delicacy, and everyone's like, it's going to be really good, it's going to be really good, and you know what? It wasn't good! Like, it wasn't good at all. Or there's another time we had squid ink rice. Anyone ever had squid ink? Elias, I'm not believing you. Cap, you have? You? <laughs> have you? Have you really? Oh, okay, squid ink pasta. Yeah, that's close enough. So, like, so I, like we, we go in, and, and so there's, like, squid all over the table, cooked. Okay, not just, like, like an, uh, an alive squid. But this is another delicacy, and they're like, hey, this is really, really good. Like, and it's fresh caught, like, you're in the Philippines, right by the ocean. And like, what you need to do is take the ink from the squid and put it over your rice. It's, like, the most delicious sauce. You know what it tasted like? It tasted like someone cracked a pen open and just poured some ink on it. It was terrible. It was terrible. And I felt so deceived because I was like, I was told this was going to be good, but it wasn't. Or how about about this? Maybe you've been told that something is like real and then it ends up being fake. Look look at this picture on the screen. Go to this next picture layout. Let's see. Okay. How, How many of you guys have ever seen Fool's Gold before? Yeah? Like, if you look at this picture, like... What's crazy is, like, I feel like the fool's gold is actually more, like, sparkly and gold-looking than gold, right? Like, like it looks, like, super legit. Like, like, people go in thinking that they found something super costly, and it wasn't. Or how about this next picture? Some of y'all might be able to re- relate to this. How many, oh, uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. How many of you guys have ever bought fake shoes? Ah, uh, okay, there you go. I'm just, I, thank you guys for not being prideful. You were like, yep, yep, I have sinned. I fall into okay. Like, like you go in thinking like, oh, this is real, right? Like someone, someone lied to you and was like, bro, I'm telling you, you can get these really expensive shoes for only like $50. And you're like, no way. And the reality is that sometimes it's really hard to tell what's real and what's fake. Like if you were just to kind of pick up one of those fake Jordan 1s, anyone here love sneakers? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. I love sneakers. Like, if you picked up one of those fake Jordan 1s, it'd be really hard to tell that that was fake. Everyone say fake. fake. And, and so it'd be really hard to tell. And the reality is, is that for, for many of us in our lives, sometimes we, we have been told that God is good. Maybe you grow up in church and everyone's like, God is good and all the time. God is good. There you go, there you go. If you grew up in church, you're like, like it, it's this like idiom that is like used all the time of, well, God is good, God is good, God is good. And sometimes I think we maybe ask ourselves this question or, or maybe you've never really given yourself permission to actually ask it because you're like, like scared of asking it. It's like, but how do I know that God is actually good? Everyone look at me, everyone look at me. Pay attention. 
And I want you to ask yourself this question. How do you actually know that God is good? Because the reality is I've seen many, many people I grew up with going to youth group in this exact same room, sitting in these same chairs as you guys. Who I grew up with them and, and we, you know, we loved coming to church and worshiping and all the different things. And, and yeah, like we would say that God is good, but the reality is that when we had a question or, or when we had doubts, when we had struggles, when we saw difficult things on earth, when we're going through pain and trial, when we look around the world and we see so many broken things, Sometimes it makes us ask this question, how do I know that God is good? Have any of you guys ever asked that before? Be honest here, be honest, yeah. It's a, it's a really great question. How do we know that God is actually good? How do we know that God is actually who he says he is? And that's what I want to lean into this morning. I just have three simple points for you guys. I'm going to go back into a short time of worship. Number one is this, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. How do we know that God is good? Number one, we look at what God has created. Number one, we look at what God has created. Can you go ahead and put up that verse in Romans real quick, Leo? This is what Romans 1 says. Pay attention to this. It says, for what can be known about God is plain to them. Because God has shown it to them. Everyone say, shown it. Meaning, God has displayed it. God has shown to people what? Go ahead, next, next verse, verse 20. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived or, or clearly seen ever since the what? Gosh, ever since the, ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. Friends, we, we have a beautiful we have a beautiful world that we live in. Like, I don't know about you guys. I, I, took, it for, like, I took it for granted. I, I grew up in Colorado Springs my whole life. It's like looking at these mountains, I was like, cool. Like, they're big, yeah, it's like, cool. And I, I never like, to, like, was like grateful for that until I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Anyone ever been to Tulsa, Oklahoma? Yeah, I know you have, Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, it's like 110 and humid there, okay? So be grateful for your weather. I'm, I'm grateful for the weather here. It's amazing. But the second thing is like, like the greatest like elevation in Tulsa is from like right here on like the floor. Not even that high. Like right here. Like this is like the biggest hill in Tulsa. Like, like it is flat. Uh, anyone ever been to a place that's really flat? Yeah, yeah. Like you go and it's like, oh, this isn't like, this isn't super, super nice. And then you come back to Colorado and you're like, there's a 14,000 foot mountain in right in front of me. It's amazing. And friends, what I want you to hear is this, is that the world that God made is good. Everyone say good. good. But everyone say good. good. Yeah. The world that God made is good. And this is why in Genesis 1, what God reveals about himself from the very beginning of time, the very first thing. That when he speaks, he creates. And what he creates, he looks at it and he says, that is good. That is good. He looks at the beautiful things he has made. Nature and mountains and ocean and, and grass and flowers and like all the beautiful things. And he says, that is good. And what we can do as people is we can look out into the beautiful world that God has made and say, yeah, I know this doesn't exist by accident. You know what the most beautiful creation that God made is? You. Everyone say me. You're like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, like legit. Like, I don't have, this is probably too, like, too early. Have any of you guys ever studied anatomy and physiology? 
Yeah. Someone said, huh? What is that? Anatomy and physiology is like, like the study of like our bodies and how they work. And if you don't know, like, I, 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 like, I'm not a science guy. I was terrible at science in school. But anatomy and physiology was, was fascinating to me because like the very fact that I can breathe is a miracle. The very fact that we can move, that we can speak, that we can think, like, it's amazing. And when we see creation, when we even look at each other, we're able to see God's goodness. Are you with me? And so, so next time you look out into the world, the reality is, is that there's no way that you exist by accident. You can't just appear out of nothing. Like, like it is, it is like impossible for that to happen. But the reality is that God has uniquely created you and crafted you and has made you beautiful. Are you with me? So number one, how do we know that God is good? We look at what God has created. Number two is this. I'm going to say number two. That we remember who God has been. Number one, we look at what God has created. And number two, we look at who God has been. Let me ask you guys this. How many of you have ever forgotten something before? You ain't raising your hand. You're forgetting the time that you forgot probably. So you can raise your hand now, right? Like, like the reality is like something that makes us human is like we forget things all of time right? Like for some reason, I've developed this habit of like, I'll like lock my office when I'm leaving and I'll just leave my keys inside and I walk right out. I'm like, bye Ruthie, bye Vic, have a good day. And then I'm like, I, I don't have my keys. I can't go anywhere. So I come back and I'm like, Ruthie, can you let me in my office? Like, like I just keep on like forgetting to, to grab my keys for some reason. I didn't have this problem until like the last few months. But like the reality is like we all like forget things very easily, right? And the thing is, is, is that that's actually true about us in our relationships with Jesus, right? Like, like I can think about so many moments in my life where, where like, I showed up to church, or I showed up, like, I'm, like, spending time with the Lord, and I have this beautiful time with Jesus. Like, someone prays for me, and God speaks to them, or I open up scripture, and, and God reveals to me more of who he is. And then, like, not but ten minutes later, like, I stub my toe, and I'm like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like, right? It's like, we so easily forget that, like, God is good. Ever say God is good? We so easily forget that God is good, and, and we forget how God has shown himself faithful. And friends, listen to me. The reality is, is, that, is that you will always kind of live with a blind faith of just trying really, really hard like to be a good Christian, do all the, like, the things right, and, and try not to doubt. And try, like, if you always just live in blind faith if you don't actually take a second to look back and see God's goodness in your life, right? Like the reality is, is that God has shown his goodness. You know what one way we can see his goodness is? is when we open up this book right? When we open up scripture, we see from the beginning of the Bible to the end that God reveals himself to be good. Everyone say good. good. Pay attention, guys. Pay attention. That God reveals himself to be good from the very beginning. You know what is the greatest evidence that God is good to me? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's the fact that Jesus was a real man who came and he died on the cross for you and for me and he rose back to life three days later. And if I have any doubts, if, and when I look out into the world, because the reality is that you may have asked like these questions of how do I know that God is good? Like how, how do I actually believe that God is good when I see like suffering in my life? Or how do I believe that God is good when I look around the world and there's so much brokenness? Right, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. 
Like we see these things and it's like, how do I believe that God is good when I see these things? And the reality is, is that we can know, we can hold on to hope that is so, that is so firm and steadfast when we, we remember that God has shown his goodness in Jesus. Are you with me? Are you with me? We remember who God has been. I want you even to think about, never listen, never listen. I want you even to think about when you, like maybe when you get home or sometime this week, sit down with the Lord. Maybe ask him to remind you of a time that he has shown himself faithful in your life. When you were going through difficulty, when you were going through something really, really hard and God came through, he provided for you, he spoke to you, he showed you how he is with you because that's who our God is. We know that God is good when we remember who God has been. Amen? Amen. Last thing is this, number three. Got a few more minutes. Pay attention, pay attention. How do we know that God is good? We look at what God's created. We remember who God has been. The third thing is this, that we hold on to hope in his promises. Everyone say hope. We hold on to hope in his promises. See, when you ask these difficult questions, When you look out into the world we live in now, you see wildfires tearing apart our nation. When you see see crime, when you see brokenness, when you see sin in our world, how do you hold on to the belief that God is good? Scott, you can turn the lights down a little bit. How do you hold on to this belief? Is AI, you, you, you look at what God has created. Maybe, maybe you need to take a second and like look at how God has created you. And be reminded that like, hey, you are a miracle. You're beautiful. That God has made you intentionally. Or, or maybe, everyone look at me, everyone look at me. Pay attention, guys. Hey, remember, listen, listen. I'm going to treat you guys like young men, young women. Usually engage. We remember what God has created. We see God's goodness in his creation. We remember who God has been to us. Third thing is we hold on to hope in the promises of God. You know what promise God gives us? Look at Revelation 21 one more time. Is that at the very end, when Jesus comes back and he makes all things right, when he makes all things new and all death and sin and suffering is done away with forever. You know what Jesus says? I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with mankind. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be their God. You know what that means? That at the very end, you know what God desires? It's to be with you. It's to be with you. He created all things knowing that that sin and brokenness would come into his world, knowing that it would cost the very life of his son, Jesus. Still, he created everything. Ephesians 1 tells us that he chose you before the foundation of the world, before anything was created. God wanted relationship with you, friend. Hear me, look at me, look at me. Everyone look at me. God wanted relationship with you. So what do we see at the end? That God is going to come back and Jesus is going to make all things new. That he can just dwell with us. In verse 4, pay attention here. 
It says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Friends, listen to me. This scripture is not just like a, oh, that would be nice if that happened. No, this is God's promise to you. That all the suffering that you're going through, all the pain, when we see death in our world, that Jesus will come back, make all things new. That death will be no more. That he'll wipe every tear from your eyes. If you're grieving, if you're brokenhearted, if you're going through suffering and trial, hear me. God cares about you so much. So much that at the end, you know, his priority is not just to come and like be a strong king that's like, waging wars and doing all this and doesn't really care about his people. No. He's so good that he will wipe every tear from your eyes. That's how good he is. See, the promises of God are what we are able to hold on to when, when we see so many difficult things in our world. We hold on to the fact that because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if God has created a good world, and if God has always been good, if he has shown his goodness on the cross through Jesus Christ, and you know what that gives me hope for? That he'll continue to be good, and he'll continue to be faithful. He'll continue to be loving. He'll continue to be just. He'll continue to be merciful that's who he is. Look at some of these other promises of God that we see in scripture. Go to, go to this next slide in Hebrews. This is what it says. For Jesus, for he has said, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go back. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Everyone say never. Go ahead, everyone say never. One more time. Say it like you mean to say never. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Next, next slide, next slide. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Go to, go to the next slide. We see this passage in Joshua. Joshua stepping into leadership, and he is terrified. And you know what God says to him? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Look at what Jesus says in John 16, 33. Jesus says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, or in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Friends, look at me, look at me. You can have assurance that God is good because he is faithful, because he is a promise keeper. When he makes a promise, he will always be faithful to it. So this is what I want to invite us to do. I want everyone to stand up and come up front. Come, come up front. Stay quiet. Shh. Come up front. I want you to get down on your knees. Shh. No talking, no talking. This is what I want you guys to do. Shh. Quiet down. If you guys are there, you can take a knee right where you're at. We're going to go into a short time of worship. Remembering how good our God is. 
what I want you to do is, I don't want you just to sing this because it's like a nice song and like we're used to singing it. It's, I want you to ask yourself, first of all, so right now, just close your eyes right where you're at. Close your eyes. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Or really, to ask the Lord this question. Say, say, God, where am I having a hard time believing that you are good? Where in my life am I having difficulty believing that you are actually good? That you're not fake, that you're not promising something that you're not, that you are actually good. Where am I doubting to believe that? Where am I struggling to believe that? Now, as he highlights that thing to you, as something comes to your mind, I want you to bring that to the Lord, knowing that he cares so much. Because he cares so much, he wants to remind you who he is, that he has made you beautiful, that his creation is good. He has made you intentionally. There's nothing about you that's a mistake. He has made you good. And he also wants you to know that what he has done, that he is good, everything he has done, he has revealed his goodness, that even through Jesus Christ giving his life for you and raising back to life, then ascending to the Father so that you could have the Holy Spirit inside of you because he is so good. And you can hold on to hope in his promises because he is faithful. God wants to sing this song in faith and remembering who our God has been to us so we may truly know that our God is good. Let's sing, friends.